Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. Fundamental law that God set into motion at the beginning of creation, and that is a seed reproduces after its kind. Everything in creation reproduces after its own kind. In Genesis 1, 11 through 12, it says, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself. On the earth, and it was so, and the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. So we see that everything in creation, when it reproduces, it reproduces itself. It reproduces after its own kind. Pastor Pinson used to say all the time, I don't go to an apple tree and get an orange. I only go, I only get apples from an apple tree because an apple reproduces after its own kind. Amen. John 12, 24 says, tells us something about the process of reproducing after its own kind. And it says, most assuredly, I say to you that unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. And there's a second fundamental law about reproducing, and that is it costs us our life. It costs us our life to reproduce after our own kind. Even in the natural, when we have children who are also human because we're human. I don't live for myself anymore when I have children. I live for my children. And it costs me my whole life because my whole life is given over to my children. I I don't sleep at night. I give them a bottle. Michelle doesn't sleep most nights, but um, we... (laughs) Sometimes I don't sleep at night, and uh, we give them a bottle, we, um, we take care of them, we change their diaper, and then we drive them around from one event to another and one activity to another. I'm not sitting at home doing what I want to do. I'm giving my life to my children. And then they're teenagers, and then all they want is your cash. And so now I'm giving all my cash to my kids. And then our kids grow up and they have other kids. And now I'm driving all over creation chasing after all my grandkids. I'm not, but people, grandparents are. They're doing things for the, because we give our lives for our children. It costs us our life. I was, uh, Zeke loves to watch documentaries about sea animals. And I was watching one with him on YouTube about octopuses. And I learned that it's the correct plural is octopuses, not octopi. Maybe we've all learned something. And... Um, the, the, the mother octopus can lay up to 70,000 eggs. And then, once she's laid all of her little octopus babies, she stays by those eggs for months. 
as they incubate and as they grow. She doesn't eat. She's there to protect her children. And whenever they hatch and all 70,000 of them go floating out into the water to live on their own, she dies. She gives her life because she starved herself to provide, to take care, to make sure that no predator, nothing, no attack of the enemy comes anywhere near my children. And she spends her whole life. When she's done with her life, her babies are, are free and she knows that they're safe and they can go out into the world. And it really is kind of a picture. We don't actually, thank God, have to give our lives that way. But we give, we give our life, it takes our life to reproduce. It takes our, it, and it takes our life to reproduce in the spirit as well because if a, grain of, if a grain of wheat doesn't fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, if it dies, it will bear much fruit. Amen? If it dies, it bears much fruit. Hallelujah, Jesus. Genesis 8.22, Apostle was speaking about seasons a little bit ago. It says that while the earth remains, there is seed time and there is harvest. There is cold and there is heat. There is winter and summer and day and night shall not cease. There is a season of seed time and harvest. So how come I've given and I don't see my harvest immediately? Well, I'm still in seed time season. As long as the earth remains, God made a promise. It is that a seed will reproduce after its own kind. Not maybe, not sometimes. A seed will reproduce after its own kind. And he tells us that a seed has been planted inside of each one of us. A spiritual seed. 1 Peter 1.23 says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Hallelujah. There is a seed that's planted when we accept Jesus inside of every one of us. And the process of it reproducing itself, it requires our death. It requires that I die to myself. And as I die to myself so that that seed can live and grow, it grows into something that not only makes me look and act and think and talk like where the seed came from because the seed reproduces itself, but it also allows me to reproduce more of its own kind. Where did the seed come? What is the incorruptible seed that's growing inside of me and transforming me into whatever? Because the seed only reproduces after itself. It didn't come to me to grow me into something different than you. If I received an incorruptible seed in the Spirit, it's reproducing me into something. Hallelujah. Luke 8, 5 through 10. We're going to read that. It says, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And because it lacked moisture, and some fell upon the thorns, or some sprung up and withered away because it lacked moisture, and some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up and they choked it, and others fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that has ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables that they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. What is the seed? 
Hallelujah. I'm so excited. What is the seed that's planted on the inside of us? It's the kingdom of God. And as it grows, it reproduces where the seed came from. The seed reproduces the kingdom of God inside of me. And as I die to myself so that that seed can grow into a tree, it can grow into what it was meant to be. It can grow into what it came from. It's producing the kingdom of God inside of me. Our apostle said it in prayer. What is the kingdom of God? It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. What is the seed? Why do I die to myself? Why do we talk about I put my flesh to death? I crucify my flesh every day. It's so that the seed can grow up. Hey, the seed can grow up inside of me and turn me into something that produces after its own kind righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. If I can't, if I don't have any righteousness inside of me, it's not because I haven't used my own willpower in my flesh to make it. It's because the seed has to grow and produce righteousness. If I have no joy, it's not because I can't make up my mind to be happy. It's because the seed, I have to die to myself and allow the seed to grow into something that can produce joy. If I have no peace, The seed has to grow inside of me through the death of my flesh and produce peace, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Hey, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, my God. So we see a couple things here about the seed. Not all seed is the same. Good seed, and you can think about this in the natural, good seed requires additional care to grow than bad seed. We planted a garden a couple years ago, not this year because it was such a bad experience planting it last year. Because it requires so much care to grow. You know what grows without any care at all? Weeds and thorns. I didn't pull up the weeds one year. I went out into the back of my yard at the end of the summer. I had weeds as tall as my roof. They just grow. They don't require any care to grow. You leave things alone, weeds grow. And what do weeds do to the good seed? He told us right there, it chokes out the good seed. If I want my good seed to grow, I have to clear out. I have to clear out the rocks so that my ground isn't shallow. I can't be a shallow Christian or I will wither away is what it's saying. If I have the areas of my life where I haven't tended to them to make sure that I'm in line with God, the weeds will choke out the good seed. So there's different kind of seeds. There's bad seed. That grows all by itself because the curse is in the land. That was the curse upon the earth is that, you know, did y'all know that before Adam sinned, if you just left good seed alone, it just grew and grew and grew, made and made more, made more all the time. That was because the land was blessed. The curse was now you're going to have to work by the sweat of your brow to make some good seed come forth. And if you don't, the wilderness The weeds, the thorns, the bristles are going to take over everything if you don't work at it. And our lives are the same way. There's good seed and there's bad seed. And if I don't take care of my bad seed and get it out of the way, my good seed gets choked out. And if I don't take care and water my good seed, 
I went and bought those big expensive bags of fertilizer. I didn't get the dirt out of my backyard to make my good seed grow. Went and bought those big expensive bags of fertilized soil. Filled a whole planter box with them. It also fertilizes weeds, though, apparently. And so I have to be extra diligent. And it doesn't matter how good you clean out because the enemy comes to attack the kingdom of God. Since the beginning of creation, he has been after one thing, and that is the seed. He's after that seed. The second thing we learn from this is that, the, is that it produces the kingdom of God in us. When I'm grown into maturity, it grows me into the kingdom of God, and then it reproduces itself because that is what a mature organism does once it has grown. It reproduces itself. It produces more seed. And so I'm called not only to grow, to, to get out all the weeds and make sure my good seed is growing, but I'm called to grow it into the maturity of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost so that I can plant the seed of righteousness, the seed of peace, the seed of joy in other people. Romans 14, 17 is where it says, is for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Apostle said this in prayer also, Matthew eleven twelve from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. So since the beginning of creation, why is the enemy after the seed? It's because inside the seed is the kingdom of God. And if he can... And if it can fall on shallow ground, then he can come by and swoop it up before it takes root. If he can cause weeds to grow in your life so that it chokes out the seed, chokes out the, then the kingdom of God can't reproduce. It's always, the, the attack is always after. And when I'm broke, the attack's always after the kingdom. The attack's always after righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. When he comes after my family, the attack isn't just because of me. The attack is after righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Because if he can stop me from reproducing righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost, and he has stopped the advancement of the kingdom of God. But he says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. It says he advances forcefully and the violent take it by force. Why do we fight? Why don't we teach spiritual warfare? Because what are we going to do when the enemy comes against us to wage war against that seed? He says, if I want the seed, if I want the kingdom of God, the righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost, the maturity of that so that it is growing and producing its own seed, reproducing after itself, if I want that, he said, there's only one way you get it. Violent, the violent take it by force. So when something comes and attacks righteousness in me, it comes and attacks peace in me, I don't sit back and go, oh God, oh God. I rise up and I say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, take your hands off my children. Take your hands off our finances. Take your hands off our health. Take your hands off of this church. We produce righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The attack that's come against me is come against righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the only attack that's on you. It's not because of anything else. It's not because of any other reason. It came for the seed and I'll show it to you. It's the, it's the ancient struggle. Genesis 3.15 
I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and between her seed. What is her seed? Jesus, the kingdom of God made manifest in this world and taken back the entire world from the enemy after he brought sin into it and he took authority over the world for a season and we are still in that season. But the, what, is the, what is the seed of God? That the kingdom of God, i got to show you another scripture. Hang on, I'm, I'm excited. Every attack of Satan goes back to this. He has been after the seed ever since Genesis chapter 3 when God cursed him and he said, I'm going to put enmity between your seed and the woman's seed and the woman's seed, Jesus, is going to crush your head. Ever since that point, he said, if I can stop the seed from reproducing after its kind, then I can stop my head from getting crushed by the seed. I can stop the, my, my defeat by the kingdom of God if I can stop the seed of the kingdom from progressing, if I can stop it from reproducing itself. But God also said that he's going to crush you under his head. You're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to crush you under his feet. Amen. Hallelujah. Genesis 3. Galatians, I apologize, Galatians 3.16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds as of many, but as of one. And to your seed was the promise made, who is Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go back and look at the promise that was made, Genesis 22.15. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham a second time out of heaven. Now, Abraham had just gone up onto the mountain to sacrifice his son. He'd withheld nothing. He was giving his life for the promise of God. He withheld nothing from God. He was ready to sacrifice his son. He's, and the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second. He had called him and told him to stop. He provided another sacrifice. And then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemy. And in your seed, singular, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. The seed is Jesus. So when we don't, we, we always look at that and say, well, Israel's going to multiply. He's going to have lots of descendants. The descendants here were never the natural descendants of Abraham. The descendants were the descendants of the seed of Abraham because the seed, reprodu <laughs> the seed reproduces after itself. The seed was Jesus Christ. So who are the descendants of Abraham? That number greater than the stars of the heaven and the sand on the seashore. It's the descendants of the seed of Jesus who have accepted the incorruptible seed of Jesus inside of them. And they have reproduced the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. My God in heaven. The seed has repro reproduces itself. And that's the reason why, because 
the seed crushes him under his under its foot. If Satan can stop the seed from reproducing in me, in me, if he can kill the seed in me, if he can choke out its growth inside of me, not only do I not reproduce, but I lose the blessing of the kingdom of God. I'm open for Satan to do whatever he wants to do to me, in me, through me. My God, he comes. So the seed, we have to understand, we have to go back to each principle. The seed isn't just about the man, Jesus. It's about the kingdom of God that was manifested on earth in Jesus. And the kingdom of God that manifests inside of each one of us when the seed of Abraham, who is Jesus Christ, is put inside of each one of us and we become partakers and heirs of the same promise, which is that throughout the entire world, the world is going to be blessed because of your seed. That wherever you go, in blessing, you will be blessed. You can't even get out blessed because in blessing you will be blessed. In multiplication, you will be multiplied. When the seed that's inside of you can grow into what God intended it to be inside of you. The kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Because what is God reproducing? He's not reproducing more of Casey Peterson. Casey Peterson is trying to die so that the seed can reproduce. He's wanting to reproduce more of righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Because what crushes the enemy under our feet when every attack comes against the seed? Righteousness, peace joy in the Holy Ghost. What can He do with you when you are full of righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost? Hey, hallelujah, my God. Whew. So we see the promise of Abraham was in the seed. Hallelujah. And inside of the seed is all that it needs in a sign of uh, Pastor Pinson one time gave us all these tiny little mustard seeds. Y'all remember? You could barely even see them. So tiny. But inside of that tiny little speck in, is all that it needs. All the information, all the leaves, all the fruit, all the, all the bark, all the roots, all the sap that goes around in it. All the, all the knowledge of knowing what to do in the spring and grow new buds, what to do in the, in the summer and have big leaves to catch the sunlight, what to do in the fall when it's time to let the leaves go so the tree doesn't die in the wintertime. All the information that that seed needs to reproduce itself forever, to continue reproducing forever, is inside of that one little seed. And it grows into one of the mightiest of trees. Hallelujah. Inside of the seed, the incorruptible seed that's put inside of us is all the victory I will ever need. Ever. In my whole life. It's not even enough just for one victory. It's enough to reproduce victory after victory. And if you get real close to me and we can put a seed inside of you, then it's enough for you to reproduce victory one time after all the victory you will ever need. It's enough to produce all the righteousness that you will ever need in your whole life. 
There's no sin in your life that can't be overcome with the righteousness that the seed of the kingdom of God produces inside of you because what was planted in you? It's the seed of the kingdom. What does it grow into? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Hey, so if, if my seed hasn't grown enough righteousness in me and I'm still struggling with sin, then what do I do? I need to get my thorns out of the way. I need to get my weeds out of the way. I need to get all the things that choke it out out of the way. I need to make sure the ground is tilled up around it. It has plenty of room for roots to grow. And then I water it and I take care of it. And I keep putting good things into it until it grows into righteousness. Because the seed, I can't produce righteousness. The seed, the incorruptible seed of Jesus produces righteousness inside of me. Hey, I can't even produce joy or peace. But the seed produces joy and peace inside of me when I make it, when I allow it to grow. And when it grows enough, I don't just have enough joy and peace and righteousness for me. I have enough joy and peace and righteousness for you. And so now I've got seed to plant inside of somebody else. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Hey, more than enough. What else is it? Because it's all in the Holy Ghost. I have more than enough Holy Ghost for anything. Because what was planted in me? Holy Ghost. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whew. I just had to get at least this one more scripture read. And it's, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. Because, you know, sometimes Paul allows his extreme learning and intelligence to come out, and he talks a little complicated in the Bible. And so I, I, I get the Amplified so it can, continue, it can take several sentences to explain what one sentence of Paul meant. And that, that's what it takes for me sometimes. Galatians chapter 3, verse 17, we're picking up right after. He said, to, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to your seed who is Christ. Paul says, this is my argument. The law, which began 430 years after the covenant concerning the coming Messiah, does not and cannot annul the covenant previously established and ratified by God so as to abolish the promise and make it void and of no effect. For if the inheritance of the promise depends on observing the law, there's two things here. There's the promise of Abraham came before the law. So he's saying it supersedes the law. For if the inheritance of the promise, depending on observing the law, as the false teachers would like you to believe, it no longer depends on the promise. However, God gave it to Abraham as a free gift solely by virtue of his promise. What then was the purpose of the law? It was added later on after the promise to disclose and expose to men their guilt because of transgressions and to make men more consciousness, more conscious of the sinfulness of sin. And it was intended to be in effect only until the seed, the descendant, the heir should come to and to and concerning whom the promise had been made. And it which is the law, was arranged and ordained and appointed through the instrumentality of angels, and it was given by the hand and the person of a go-between, who was Moses, an intermediary 
person between God and man. Now a go-between intermediary has to do with and applies more than one party. God is only one person. And he was the sole party in giving the promise to Abraham. But the law was a contract between two, God and Israel. Its validity was dependent upon both. So what he's saying here is two things happened in the Bible. One was the promise. It was just made as a promise because of Abraham's faith. The second one was the law came because people didn't still serve God. So he gave them a law so they could see that they're sinful. The purpose of the law was so that we could see I'm sinful and I can't do it on my own. And it was only to be there until the fulfillment of Abraham's promise, which is the seed of Jesus, came. Because the seed was imparted into each one of us. In that seed was the fulfillment of the promise through faith. Not through law. And he makes a distinction. Law requires two parties. A contract requires two parties. The law was a contract between God and Israel. I'm going to do this, Israel, if you do this. That's what he said. If you do this, I'll do this. If you don't do this, I'm going to kill you. That's what he said. They lived under the law. But Jesus came. He said, I don't need the law anymore. I'm actually going to deposit something inside of you. That if you grow it, will produce the kingdom of God. You don't need a law that tells you what to do. You don't need religion that tells you what, how to live and how to be so that you can decide one day that I'm holy enough and righteous enough to be considered good. Inside of the seed that Jesus placed in you, it will grow into righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost and reproduce all the righteousness all the joy, all the peace, all the Holy Ghost, all the victory that you will ever need inside of that one little seed. Because it was a promise. He said there's a difference. A promise only requires the one person. It only requires the one. God said, I'm going to put it in you. That's it. How do we receive the seed? He says it a little bit later. He said, you receive the seed through faith. So if you receive the seed through faith, you don't have to worry about the law anymore. You don't have to worry about religion and working things up and what's, how somebody told me to do this, do that, do this. I received the seed through faith. And through faith, I received the promise, which is the promise of Abraham. Through faith, I received the blessing of God, the multiplication of God. Through faith, I received victory in every circumstance. Through faith, I receive an overcoming seed that inside of me can never be put down. That's why he called it the incorruptible seed in 1 Peter. is because it can't ever be destroyed as long as that seed is inside of me and is growing. The devil cannot win as long as I say, no, no. My children, I don't know what's going on with them, but there's a seed inside of me that if I can make it grow, it's going to reproduce something in them. In my finances, I don't know what's going on. I can't figure it out. But if in, my, in the seed that's inside of me, it's already overcome. So if I can just get everything out of the way and let this seed grow up inside of me, it's going to reproduce righteousness, peace, joy, righteousness, peace, Joy, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. So how, how do I make the seed grow? 
you know we can learn something from the, the mother octopus. I have a little seed. It hasn't grown into anything yet. I'm guarding this seed with my life. What would come against this seed? Something on TV tries to come in and put something else in my ground with my seed? No. Get off of my TV and get out of my house. Family comes around and starts to try to plant something else in my good ground that isn't my seed. It's not the seed that God put into me. Tells me that I'm not good enough. Tells me that I'm going to fail all the time. Tells me once an addict, always an addict. Tells me you're never going to, you try in church again, you're never going to be able to, you tried it 15 times already, you're never going to be able to make it. Give up. Tells you, stop believing God, just go see the doctor. Stop believing God, just divorce that one. Stop believing God and just let them go. Let them be crazy. Let them do what they want to do. Stop believing God. Those seeds that others come and try to plant inside of you. Seeds of sin, desire, temptation that gets placed inside of you all the time as you go throughout this world. Just like that mama octopus, I stand there, I protect, I attack anything that comes against this seed that I'm protecting with my life. If it kills me, I protect the seed that's inside of me until one day it can begin to grow. And hopefully, prayerfully, I can die to myself enough that I can continue to die, let it continue to grow. And it produces righteousness, peace joy in the Holy Ghost. We lived, when I was a kid, my mom planted a plum tree. I was so excited, I thought we was going to get some plums. But, you know, it was this big. And by the time we moved out of that house, it was only this big. And uh, I got, in I think probably five years or so, I got one plum off of it. I was so excited when that little little bitty plum showed up. A little bitty one. I grabbed it. It, was, it wasn't even ripe yet because I was so excited. I was probably 13 or 14. When we fight for that seed, we'll begin to see a little fruit. You know, it doesn't grow up into the greatest of trees overnight with thousands and thousands of, of fruit on it. It produces the one little fruit first. And I get real excited about it. I planted a black, I did plant a blackberry bush a couple years ago. The first year it produced one blackberry. I pulled it off when it was still like kind of reddish green because I was so excited. It, it, it never, it was too soon. But the next year it made five blackberries. And I'm hoping that next year it makes a bunch more. It's grown a lot, so we'll see. But we, we get excited about the little fruit that it does produce, and I don't get condemned because I made one plum this year. I get, you know, if it's been years and years and I ain't got no fruit, then I need to, I need to check what's going in my ground. But if I get one little fruit, I say, oh, look, righteousness is working inside of me. I have, what is that feeling? I feel joy. Hey, I feel some joy in the Holy Ghost. My life is more peaceful today than it was last year. I have a little bit of fruit. So I protect it and I grow it. And if I don't have any of those fruit, it's not because God didn't bring it to me. 
God put it in me already. And he said, there's a seed inside of There's a seed inside of you. How do you grow that seed inside of you? You grow it with spiritual food, with the Word of God, with praying in the Spirit. And you grow it by every time that something comes against that seed to attack it. Temptation comes. Weeds come, stuff in life comes to try to choke that life out of you, and you find yourself saying, I don't know if it's worth it anymore. No, it's choking it out of you when you feel that way. It's choking it out of you when you say, I don't know if it's worth it to protect this seed anymore. And you get up, let's get up, and we say, In the name of of Jesus in the name of the one that put this seed inside of me in the name of the one that this seed is going to reproduce once it grows get out get out of my garden get out of my life get out of my ground get out get out of my finances get out of my family get out We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, find us on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossit.com.